1: Welcome to the rant room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the screenwriter's rant room. Why are you looking at me all crazy? Lisa? I'm
2: not. I am being respectful. <laughs>
1: Is it fine, yeah. Lisa's here on time <laughs> I Not, being you know, on time i always on time 45, 45 minutes like, late <laughs> No, no, no I no. usually want us always for like for this a I'm saying
2: for everything. this episode <laughs> like, Last time she had at the else. end everybody else you know that's true Usually <laughs> I'm sitting
1: there. <laughs> not at, at all Usually I'm the one in here She's the usually door here before I get her Hanging out,
3: going to the coffee shop Ding, 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 ding let you So
1: y'all know how we do it on the rant room And I'm
3: coming from
2: a totally different city
1: on i show. I'm from San Diego Let the be And I finish. still get here two okay. hours ahead of time On the show we discuss entertainment I am so sorry. TV, film, music, culture Quit it, later later. And shit Live like that
3: <laughs> <laughs> We were all guilty last episode Come on now Come on
1: Craft, all of that shit yeah, Music <laughs> 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 Soundtracks Shit the like people. that <laughs> This is why we call the rent room y'all We silly and we stupid And we just be jumping around everywhere um. So look, we got my girl in the house. She's back, back again. She is the incredible, remarkable. Yes. Lisa Bolakaja. Hello, fam. Looking like she just went surfing, but she was in the pool. Hey. Looking all kind of. I am catching up on my reading. <laughs> it has been glorious. Mm-hmm. I have been
2: writing just fun stuff that I want to write. Really? I'm giving myself like another two weeks, and then I'll be back to the. When do you guys start
1: back to school?
2: Oh, I don't go back until like October. Wow. Oh wow. October. Mm-hmm. That's a long-ass uh, summer Yes, right? it is. You know, my summers are always long. Dang,
1: I thought you was back, like, in September. I didn't realize mm-hmm.
2: it. September, we start doing,
1: like, interviews and getting prep stuff. Oh, because you got to refine, refine. You got to re re-staff all mm-hmm. over again? Mm-hmm. People don't just come back? People we die last people year. They, we,
2: we promote a lot of people, I, and then we yeah. have to get new people. So oh, okay. People move mm-hmm. up. Some move on,
1: and then we have to restart. But, yeah, Gertra, I got to wow. October. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chris Derrick in the house from the writing and directing team, the Derrick Brothers. Mm-hmm. What's up, people? What'd it do? Would it be? <clears throat> just you know, chilling. <laughs> Earlier we were like casting for his for his film that's gonna
2: be yes, coming out. It's coming out. It's so that's all act. I got to say. And all I got <clears throat> to say too is I just want a small part. You gonna go. I don't all, have, it don't even have to be You're going to go all part. the way To Europe just to Can I just one sit line, in the right? back Of an Eartha kit And be like the, the homegirl <laughs> so, so the smoking cigarettes? cigarette so, 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 The skinny cigarette The skinny cigarette so right. the Perfect cigarettes. scene right So the scene I'll even cut my hair And get Look,
1: a this is pressing the curl They put a weave on girl In the scene
4: that he First meets her He's left London Because he's been cheated Out of a bunch of money And he like comes to Paris And he gets out of this taxi And he sees this Marquee And we don't see the Marquee But he goes Oh a good friend of mine Is is here with his band And he goes downstairs Oh this is the scene we did This is the scene Yeah And it's Duke Ellington Mmm and it's mm-hmm. the night nice, It's gonna be a one it, long track. It, track. Remember the scene we read? One long track Yeah, and it's you know, and and he and it's and he gets in there and he's uh, and they're they're playing the song and there's a, there's a woman singing on stage. It's that it's that, it's that, it's that late forties early fifties jazz club scene in Paris that that we all can envision. <clears throat> So, and this Eartha kid on stage, is and thinking. you
0: know she
2: got like the good, like the comb breast, the the bras they had back in those the days. So bras. you know the titties are sitting <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> the waist is snatched. Hair laid. Faces beat so hard, and the hair just laid so g- nice. Spotlight
1: coming in on side you. at forty five degrees. Thank you. Up, you. Degrees <laughs> shoulders down. just boom. Okay, square, the shoulder. square the shoulders. Oh man, square shoulders, bitch. Square shoulders.
0: <laughs>
4: Smoke in the air. Listen! Oh, wow.
0: <laughs>
2: the <laughs> light hitting yeah, it when it refracts off it. So and I'm then you see the clo- Oh, Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> the <about this> shit. <laughs> This is why I'm not a director I be sitting there like Do it over again <laughs> yeah, So you are a director I want to see it again I want to see it again I just want to
0: see it
1: again <laughs> Let me just play back Hold on y'all A little <laughs> time, back. Another, time. <laughs> Another shot Idris I need you to do that One more again <laughs> One more again Idris, Idris is like How many times I got to take Tom my Hardy shirt off Tom
2: Hardy you would do What I tell you I'm paying your paycheck son <laughs> I don't care what your wife says You're going to stay here Over time <laughs> Just bring your dogs over here And you'll be okay boo <laughs> He's like But do I always have to Have my shirt off <laughs> I thought this was a torpedo yes, scene. but this is a church scene.
1: You know what? It's that type of church. <laughs> <laughs> then we got our girl Lauren Warren in the house. <laughs> Riding herself. From the Nerds of Prey podcast, what's going on, Lauren?
3: Oh, not much. <laughs> hey, welcome am... to the
1: Terra Dome, girl. <laughs> I see you,
3: Thunder Dome. Exactly. Oh my god! Two men enter,
1: Two one, one man leaves. leaves. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! They're quoting scriptures and shit. Like... <laughs> Anyway, oh, right good here. Lord. Well,
2: nice to see you, Lisa. Yes. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. Oh, my God. I haven't seen her so long. So, are you you're here now? <laughs> yes. She's been here. Huh? Six I mean, you've been here.
3: Yep, six months. Six oh, mo- okay. Just oh, a man. real quick thing to interject, that, that? because
4: she just mentioned Mad Max 3. Apparently, they have announced the Mad Max Fury Road sequel. Really? Finally. Finally. Mm. Does it
3: focus on Furiosa?
4: I don't know. Because I, I, the, like, if not, I was don't supposed want to be. There was, there was, <laughs> <laughs> it probably won't.
3: I don't want no, no, it.
4: I, I think the story was supposed to be about her. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, it was okay. supposed to be. Okay. Yeah that's, yeah. that's what we were told. Yeah. yeah. yeah By AppleCare. There, there was a problem.
4: Wanted. The problem why it hadn't been announced is there had been some uh, money problems up that's not money happening. Money yeah,
1: It's not happening. Warner Brothers didn't want to pay him. He made a million billion dollars, didn't It's not happening.
2: And Warner Brothers didn't want to pay him. Yeah. It's like uh, the situation's happening with Star Trek right now. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Is
3: mm-hmm. that the one, Terry? The two Chris's. The two, the
2: two Chris's. And it's supposed to be, I think it's the storyline's supposed to be like a time travel, which we don't need. Mm-hmm. But I guess Chris Were Pine's they pulled out. Is totally
3: against time mm-hmm. travel in Star Trek anyway? Like, they weren't. <sighs> mm-hmm.
2: I want to see new aliens. It was one of
3: the directives to not fuck with the timeline. That, you was know what? And on? they
2: they totally going against the directive. Like, oh. Starfleet says, don't do that. I don't know. A Chris lot, Pine but I know pulled that. out of the start. They're, they're both there are, they're, in, they're, in, they're in negotiations for money. And I guess he pulled out. And I guess him and they were still trying to negotiate with the... He's probably just playing hard to get. You know, and you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Ain't nothing wrong with what happened to Captain Sulu.
3: Nothing at all.
2: And, honestly... Maybe we don't need another Star Trek right now.
3: I'm kind of in that lane. Well, there <laughs> the already, last <laughs> one in Do So We're break. already
1: focusing on the show, so they got the TV
3: you know, show. You know, you got so, the TV show. Yeah. then they bring a Picard back.
2: Y'all hear they're bringing back Captain Picard. Yes, so, excited. bitch, we don't need the movie. Yes. Well, but see, Save but, that but money. the thing about the movie
4: is, is that they, g- they gave it to S.J. Clarkson, so it's a woman who's supposed to be directing that film. So, I
2: mean, it's And you know what? She can, go in the, the, she can get something the, else. On the film. All right. Well, I'm just saying. If they can't get it together and give me a Captain Sulu. And maybe we don't need to do a movie. Maybe we need to focus on the TV shows and bring her in so she can direct.
4: I can't believe Picard is coming back. I find that... I don't even know how I
2: find that. Listen, he has his own little condo. <laughs> He's going to be knitting. He's going to be having brunch with Worf.
3: With Was he making wine? He is going
2: sometime? to be going around and... Um, Gardening and checking out New things to get And every now and then They're going to call him And he's going to go to I'm talking about Picard
4: He's coming back to do what
2: He is retired He's living his best life He's teaching at Starfleet Yeah And every now and then They're going to call him And he has to go do Badass stuff in space Because he's the elder statesman Who knows how to handle shit Is this a show What is this
1: This is the show I'm making up
2: (laughs) For Captain Picard (laughs) I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my version of the show. So
1: I guess Wilson's back, because I keep seeing him in all the photos. Like, get ready. He was, he was, he was back uh, Listen, we're going to have too. our old great team, yeah.
2: Yeah. and we're going to have adventures. And I, I, honestly, I'm interested in seeing what a retired Picard does. I think it's, it's going to be an interesting twist on the Star Trek franchise, <laughs> and it's going to be nice to revisit one of the coolest captains ever. Ooh. And... He better be knitting and have his little dog next to him, and he's gonna have his little glasses. And How'd he be knitting? <laughs> because he knits. In my
3: Captain <laughs> Picard, not car. paint. I see he him as a knits. painter. He's a
2: crochet. I mean, what the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is he knitting blankets? All of that.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, check it out, y'all. From, you guys are grown. <laughs> Let's get into the into the show. You okay? So, you good? Huh? You good? Okay. I'm just you half got laughing. The so, because this giggle. bitch over here, I said some crazy <laughs> ass shit. Listen, that is my job. That is my job. <laughs> I'm just like, but card knitting, that some bullshit. Listen, painting, yeah, sex, that's sexy. He can he knit. My man's just knitting with little. He does all of on. it. Yeah, just, his yeah. neighbors, because yeah. he's rocking in he's his chair. You're just not rocking <laughs> He's got know, neighbors, older a neighbors in the retirement
2: community, and every now and then he get together and he's learned. I just see little scenes that kind of show him retired, retired, and then he's teaching at the Starfleet Academy. And then he's got all these newbies that he's got to train. And like I said, every now and then, shit pops off where he has to go and do stuff. Okay. And that's, that's my version. It um, doesn't matter what they do. I'm going to watch the show anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm going to watch it. It's Picard. I'm coming. I'm going to watch yeah. it. It could be all one right. season. I'm ready. <clears throat> okay. But exactly. we have to talk about
1: something important. Go ahead. What are we getting into?
2: Of course, some of you already heard. What we heard? And it got ugly on Twitter. I mean, I am so sorry you for gotta, the Academy. You got to tell it for people listen, who don't know listen. What <clears throat> See, what had happened was the, the Academy of Motion Pictures mm-hmm. decided to come up with a new category, a couple of categories, but they decided to come up that they decided to like, uh, basically, they're going to make it like three hours. They were apologizing for making the show right. so long, but they were coming up with some new categories. And one of the categories they came up with mm-hmm. was most popular film. Now, I know people were making assumptions. Right. Cause I wasn't. I first thing that didn't come to my mind was black. That did not come to my mind right away. I wasn't even thinking that. It's like, hmm, interesting. Why? <laughs> but people were saying that they are trying now mind you this doesn't go into effect until next year so Black Panther is not even in consideration for any type of stuff so I think that's one thing people need to get clear before Mm -hmm. we get in our panties in a bunch because I am hearing everybody
1: think it's about Black Panther it's not going to be about that yeah and
2: people are assuming it is oh well they don't really want to honor Black Panther with a real Oscar so we'll give it a popularity one instead and I'm thinking well if you're going to think that there's other big films popular like you know I think of like What's the other one that just came out? Civil War? Jurassic so some war. people were arguing and saying, well, not Civil War. The latest. Infinity War. Infinity Wars. But if that's the case, you know, based on popularity, mm-hmm. you know, that movie might get it. So anyway, just been a whole bunch of chatter out in the streets about the bad reasons why that this is happening. Because mm-hmm. there was something else they said they did too, besides the popular category, and there was something else. Oh, I think they said they were going to maybe show some of the other... Uh, awards, which I love. I wish they would just show it or just no, have a, a no, different no. show. They're going to take, take no, some no, off the air. Taking some off yeah. the
1: air during and during our commercial breaks, they're still going to be. No, the, yeah. no, that's they're wrong. Gonna,
2: what they need to do is get rid of all the filler. We don't need those big old. Like, okay, you can have your one opening number, but stop all that bullshit, little boring shit they put in, like the little skits in between. I don't think
4: they need. There. To me, I think the the part that I always make doesn't make sense to me is the is the musical numbers for the original song. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of like. Show me the cook From the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it Because I don't need to see I mean yes It's cool You guys like to do Your dance number or something. That's a big thing At the Oscars But
1: you know People well, have all, like Trying to compare With the Tony Or have, have it right? as you
2: one thing Don't have it know, like the, Between like each the, one Okay the, now the we're going To do this one yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Like do a quick Alright everybody yeah. gets Like yeah. 30 seconds right. you know, Put your number Keep it moving <laughs> Yeah
4: Because yeah. um, people have always t- Been saying to me For a long time there needs to be, like, a best stunt award.
2: Yes. Thank you. Yes.
4: Because. I would totally watch that. It, you know, you think about it, and it's like every year there's some stunt team that is blowing everyone's head yes. off. Case in point, the team in Mission Impossible, yes. Fallout, Jesus every time Christ. I see,
2: every time I see Tom Cruise and those people and those trailers, even if I'm a big fan of the movie, I mean, I still see the movies, but it's not like, oh, my God. But I swear to God, when you see those trailers and those stunts, my mouth is like way down to the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm just shocked that there's not, after all these years, an award for stunt. I remember one of my, my follower friends was saying, like, how would you <clears throat> how would you how would you vote for that? I
3: said you get the stunt people the same way you vote for the same way you vote for everything else. Yes. You have the stunt people. They yeah.
4: vote. It's just, look and I, they be knowing. Look, look, I, I think people don't realize, but what it is is it. that the various guilds or IOTC, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, configurations vote for their category, so all the editors vote for what is the best, the the five films that get the best right. e- the b- b- best editing, right. and then the entire Academy votes in those five. So the some people are gonna you know fucking know what's real, what's right. The, right. what's CGIed up shit. I'm telling you right now, in Mission Impossible Fallout. The car team, there's a French car team that's been doing stunts forever. I mean, like, like they got famous doing Ronin mm-hmm. and doing um, fucking Born Identity and stuff like that. Yeah. They whoop everyone's ass mm-hmm. in
2: mm-hmm. Fallout. Wait, maybe that's why they don't have. A- because <laughs> they, <laughs> I was like, they're not American. The French would win every they, <laughs> Well, no, but I mean, just that ah, because, no surprise. It goes to the French team because it's
4: like, uh, I mean, I don't know how many people have been to Paris, but. There's a scene in that movie where they're going the opposite direction in the arc, tr- the circle around the Arc de Triomphe. They're doing a chase then. And that's like, a, you know, I mean, they probably shot it on a Sunday morning. They probably can't shut all the traffic down. But they shot, I mean, but mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of the scenes mm-hmm. in this chase
1: scene. Because right. he's, he's on a, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. It's really, he's on a bike. Mark- my, my issue with giving it to the stunts is, is the same thing with making a blockbuster. You almost can never compare to a budget that Tom Cruise is going to get. So, like, if you're making a $5 million killer-ass action movie, you're never going to make it look But you can say the same like
2: thing that. for set design and for makeup. If you have a bigger budget, of course your shit's going to be better.
4: Well, yeah, no, but, no,
2: but, 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 no, but here's the thing you could do a smaller
4: film and still have stunts that loop everyone's ass. For Mm -hmm. instance, in the age when Jackie Chan was still, if if Jackie Chan was still doing now, he would win or at least be nominated and and he doesn't have the Tom Cruise money because this shit is like, oh, that's for real. That's right. all. It's all for real. It's all practical. Right? There's none of this. Right. There's none of this stitched up shit. <laughs>
2: we, they couldn't even put him. As they said, like right. it's not fair because right. he. No, that wasn't even. He just did all that. He didn't even use a stunt person. Right. He like, was the, what's the, what's the a movie? green screen. What's that? <laughs> Fuck all that. He was really that building. Fuck wires. <laughs> I ain't got tired for that shit. <laughs> and when that scene was done, he had to tape his arm back. on. <laughs> and then they had. There's lunch. a scene.
4: Look! 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 There's a scene where um, I think two years ago he got a he got a honorary Oscar for all his work. Oh, and right. I remember, oh, good. I remember okay. watching a thing where he. There's a scene from I think it's Police Story 2, where he like he mm. he's he's uh, he he grabs onto this uh, pole that's got like lights on it and slides down the pole in the middle. He jumps off an elevator or escalator and slides mm-hmm. on the pole and he's popping all the bulbs and stuff as like he's going down. And it's like Oh yeah that's the scene Where I took all the skin Off my hand You know And I was oh, like Shit <laughs> Shit
2: Cause it was a real pole <laughs> a real yeah, pole And he really slid Ooh, down it. it I was Part like Part of the budget Was damn. replacing it For the real people To use it later <laughs> <laughs> That's Jackie Chan For your ass man
1: <laughs> damn. And they were like well, We didn't get it We gotta, do, gotta, it gotta do it again Exactly it. We gotta do it again Well
2: The point of it is that the president of the the academy, they got a lot of blowback, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are just really like, "What's the necessity of all of this stuff?" Mm -hmm. You know. So I don't know. I just feel like,
4: well, see, this this, this is my thing. I don't think they need the best popular film Oscar at all because by pushing the best picture category to five. I mean to 10 Mm -hmm. They're You you know They're they're already allowing. I mean and they haven't done 10 films Since the first year They allowed that to happen Like every year since then It's been like Eight eight Or maybe Uh, nine Or something like that And my thing is You know I I think that was done I want to say Someone said they did that In response to The Dark Knight You know Like Mm -hmm. Like um, That being floated around um, Mm -hmm. Not getting a nomination that year Yeah And I kind of realized that It's like The thing is Is that they have their slots the uh, people don't want to watch anyway i don't know of a movie that was even in the, the the people were even like seriously considering oh the oh that movie might win the best picture oscar mm-hmm. that that is in that those outlier numbers like the 6 through 10 because those films typically don't have any other nominations mm-hmm. you know it's, it's usually those those five films that are in there are usually you know they got nine, ten nominations and shit, you know? So it's kind of like, so what are you doing by giving a film that doesn't have any other kind of uh, necessarily artistic merit, you know? I mean, and, and, and honestly, these, you know, the, like the most popular film, just look at the Bacchus report at the end, end of the year. You fucking know what the most popular film is. You yeah. don't, there's no need to celebrate it even more, right. you know? And mm-hmm. typically, those movies aren't that good yeah let's be
2: yeah. real
1: there's some truth you know yeah yeah, yeah i mean well. i mean they're com- they're almost completely disposable mm-hmm. yeah i think what we should do is have my neighbor shelburne isaac come on the show Did you Ooh. know she used to run the mm-hmm. <clears throat> just have her come on and just get her perspective of what she thinks about yeah that
2: it'd be interesting yeah. like i said you know every year there's always something controversial happening mm-hmm. with the oscars and You know, we'll see what happens. I just feel like some of the changes are unnecessary. Mm -hmm.
4: Well, because, see, to me, the popular thing is it's like you're trying Mm. to say that the award ceremony is to celebrate... You know, it's called the the what, the academy. It's the the Academy of Art of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Mm-hmm. So if I think you're saying that it's arts and science, and right. you're giving all these technical awards to people that that's usually not screened, but like for 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 creating the software to create mm-hmm. Jurassic right. Park or you know these high end kind of things, it's like they're trying to say who's pushing the envelope with the art. The, the art uh, the art of it Or the technical craft and the science of it. behind that You know How and, do you and, measure
3: popularity You know and, and, <laughs> and, 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 yeah. Budget or ticket Cause, sales Because
4: I'm telling you Right now You know We're talking about Like you know Don't be bashing films and Stuff like that But that movie Jurassic World That took the billion dollars Over two years ago mm-hmm. Probably one of the worst Movies I've ever seen In my life It was terrible It yeah. was
2: Almost impossible. You know what it was? You know what it is? It's, it's that, that franchise? Did yeah, I did It's see. like okay. the first movie was like when McDonald's first opened up mm-hmm. and it was awesome and now that a billion have been served and there's better <laughs> burgers out in the world now you can go to Jurassic, Jurassic World <laughs> was like, you know what? Sometimes we're here. Hell, memory land. And you yeah. go in but it's not fresh. It's the one that's been sitting under the high... Lights the light, for yeah. a while, and the you get it, lamps. and yeah. it's like, eh, It still tastes like a Big Mac, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's kind of, eh. And that's when I realized I am Team Dinosaur, and I want a movie where they just kill everybody because I couldn't stand it.
1: The I was just thinking was about. We were in the writers' horrible. room. I was in the writers' room the other day. We took a break, and I went outside, <clears throat> and I was talking with one of the co-EPs, and she knows I'm all involved with the writers' guild. <clears throat> Somehow, we were talking about the contracts and stuff that we have. And I was telling her about how a few years ago we had a town hall meeting. And I'm not saying I'm responsible for this happening, but I know I started a huge argument. It must have been four or you five years ago. rouser, you. What happened was. What happened <laughs> was. So <laughs> things are changing today. You guys know I'm all about what's going on now. Right. Right. And so a lot of the things that are happening, I think, come from people who have been making movies 30 40 years ago, right? <clears throat> they shoot on film, they still have that old mindset, right? We make this amount of movie money to make a movie with whatever. Writers and and the writers guild is kind of an elitist group, right? They can mm-hmm. they don't say it, but they they yeah, are. Yeah. Wouldn't you kind of agree? Yeah. <clears throat> and so that's why it's like so hard to get in. It's like a catch 22. You have to sell something in order to get in you, you have to get, get a certain number hours, of hours, right, know, whatever. Just, right. You know, The problem is, is that this kind of goes a little bit about what you're talking about. So a few years ago, it used to be that, and I don't have the numbers totally off my head, but I'm just generalizing. So say a low budget movie was, say, $5 million. Mm -hmm. Now I think they have a million dollars and even like a half a million dollar contract. Right. I was fighting for like a hundred thousand dollar contract. It was really micro, micro. <clears throat> yeah, this is where you know a lot of us are shooting things. It'd be nice to hire a writer to help me make this little hundred thousand right. dollar project that I have that's right. going to look like I had a million dollars on it. And they're like, "Oh no, we're elitist." You know, we you know we have to make this amount of well, money. Well, yeah. it, it turned into this huge huge argument. thing. I remember.
4: The, I remember the whole conversation <clears throat> was is that if you were to do a, a film for under a half million dollars. Then From their perspective The It's like the money That you pay The writer Like the minimum For writing a film Is prohibitive It it becomes like It becomes a quarter Of the budget At that point Or more Which is the problem Which is the problem And it's like You know there's and I remember they were saying there there were some workarounds and stuff like that. And the thing that like I pointed out, I remember this time, tall and I was saying to them, I said, "Look, you, but the thing is, is that this disproportionately affects you know like writers and filmmakers of color mm-hmm. because you know these people like Ava mm-hmm. DuVernay right. and Dee Reese, like like their first films, mm-hmm. you know, could not be WGA cover well, They were, and, you they know, were too yeah, small, yeah, too right. small. And even we mm-hmm. learned this the other day that mm-hmm. that even when they did. Was it Love, Love Jones? Jones? Love yeah. Jones was yeah. non-union. It was non-union. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Non-WGA. What? Non-WGA. Because we were talking about screening. and I'm like, we can't because it wasn't WGA because yeah. the budget at that time, you know, like fell too below the threshold yeah. for, for, for it to cover. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, look, I mean, yes, I mean, the Academy and these award things, they do need to, like, catch up with what's like the changes in the business they can't be so glacial like you know like with their movements but at the same time to me i feel like they still can't like debase what they're trying to say like mm-hmm. this a level of excellence mm-hmm. because ultimately if if you get a best picture it doesn't matter if it's best picture or best popular picture it's still gonna be marketed as best picture and does that movie like belong in the same category as the Godfather mm-hmm. or Godfather part two? Mm-hmm. I don't think it does right. you know i mean and, and ultimately like that's the legacy of what you're saying, mm-hmm. and the thing is is that all, is that you're saying, yes, the movie I made is of that quality. If you start letting in projects that are like th- you know you know that bring all that down, right. well then it's like you know, you get into the movie business and because you say. Wow, The Godfather's was a fucking awesome movie, mm-hmm. or something like you know whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know I mean, and it's and, and it's like or it's, maybe it's I mean like Schindler's List, whatever mm-hmm. whatever you have you, I need to make a movie of that kind of like cultural power, right. and then if you you know and and then ultimately those movies get diminished right. if you bring in stuff that's like this Chump Change, mm-hmm. you know like oh and 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 ultimately. This is maybe a larger conversation. The culture has gotten more coarse and yeah. the culture has gotten a lot more, you know, uh, um, forgiving mm-hmm. of things that, that you know, that, that five years ago you'd be like, that's not worthy of yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, now <clears throat> that's a question of, how, you know, like, you know, that's kind of like an elite statement it, 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 like, like in its own right. But at the same time, you have to say to yourself, what are you striving for? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you striving for something that, like we were talking on the, on, on the last time, that, that movie, The Man with the Movie Camera, this Russian film, 100 years from now, is this movie going to mean something to anybody? Right. You know, it should, It should, because if it's great art, then it will last that long. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. where people always kind of like, you know, like fall under this, oh, I don't like that movie, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it wasn't so, it, it, you know, these other movies like, you know, that, like they have to make more money. But I remember listening to this guy in this one, um, uh, this YouTube talking about movies and and Mm -hmm. the mediocrity of movies. And he started off this thing and he was like, who has seen Avatar more than once? Who has bought it and watched it at home a Mm -hmm. couple times? Mm -hmm. Where it's like who's bought again Like Apocalypse Now right. Or The Deer Hunter mm-hmm. And watched it at home You watched it Yeah I don't know How many times You watched those movies Citizen Kane You watched them A bunch of times mm-hmm. And it's like Yeah that's true And the Avatar Was the first movie I mean what It, it made huge money mm-hmm. uh, It was breaking awards It a billion dollars All this kind of shit Like this mm-hmm. But it's like it, I mean ultimately It doesn't even compare To Titanic <laughs> right. You know in terms of its impact Of like a film to watch And like mm-hmm. a piece of like Real cinema art yeah. and, I, and at that point You're reaching that level of these Oscar movies That is the That is the art Of the film That's mm-hmm. like That's basically When it's like saying We don't have to entertain Solely Right That's We went to entertain But what that's mm-hmm. But that's not our only goal for those films at that time of year I think a lot of people get mad because like that movie was, wasn't good it was it was entertaining to me it is it's not supposed to be that entertaining to you at, at, at that point
1: let me ask just make you think <laughs> right. so for this new category that they have what What movies are in this category? Is it comedies too? Is it just the big block? I don't know. Do we know? I think think it's just
4: Disney films completely because that's Pixar, it's Marvel, and it's and it's big superhero movies and it's fucking Lucasfilm. You
1: know, it's all (laughs) Disney.
4: It's it's all Disney. So that's and it's it's also like anything that Fox makes too. So it's you know, I think it's just an Oscar that that Disney's like. You know what? We fucking want to win Oscars every
2: year, and they probably will. He's ten million. Well, the next thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is and Laura, I want you to give the context for it because, like I said, I came into it late, and then when I realized what it was, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> what's going on?" So I wanted we want to talk about the
4: media etiquette,
2: media etiquette, well, yeah. and well, film um, criticism, and and filmmakers.
3: How involved receiving. should should creatives be in in on social media yeah. once a project comes out? Right, because I, I feel like this is a lesson I will need to take with me in the future. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a film out now. Um, Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. It's called Sorry to Bother You. Uh, Boots Riley, the director, has been making the rounds. He's, you know, doing a lot of press. Um, For the past several weeks, he has been locating and retweeting lots of praise for his film Mm -hmm. on Twitter. A lot of praise. And (laughs) only the praise. Okay. So recently, uh, a film critic... I hope she doesn't mind me saying her name, but uh, Jordan Sales, I believe mm-hmm. her name is. Um, hey, Jordan! Wrote a piece for Bitch Media, mm-hmm. effectively praising the film, but just taking issue with uh, Tessa Thompson's characterization.
1: The, the, a very character.
3: brief blurb about mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson, um, in which Boots located this and responded to her, even though she didn't sort of directly... Call him out, but he was like, "Hey, I see this and I disagree with you." And mm-hmm. she's like, "That's nice, but I'm a critic and this is my job. Right. So you don't necessarily have to agree or disagree, but right. these are my thoughts." Right. So there was some back and forth. But she was very respectful about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you know, hey, this, this is, this is, this is as far as I want to take it because if you don't do this with everybody, this is a little weird.
2: Yeah, because there was right. a one you point know? where I saw a tweet where this this random white guy I don't know if he has like a show or he does film criticism basically said that he compared the film to Jiggly. Jiggly. Is it Gigli? <laughs> Gigli. with uh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> and Jennifer yeah. Lopez. And basically said, and said it. Like, it's a shitty film, he called. Yeah. So, and then, I guess, Bootshead posted up something saying, oh, this is the kind of... It, the pushback mm-hmm. wasn't as hard.
3: He was being... Like, he was funny about it, and yeah. then he was being sarcastic right. about it. But he didn't go back and forth right. with the guy the right. way he did with... Her. So then other women were like, hey, do you do this with everybody or are you just doing this with women? Because mm. it looks a little funny in the right, light right, that right, you're just doing this right, with women. Right. So he would go back and forth with them. Really? And then there was a Google document posted, Uh-oh. four pages of a Google document mm-hmm. that he posted defending Tessa Thompson's uh, characterization. I mean, because he wrote the film. Hey, you're, it's your precious, it's your darling. And, and, th- and I get that. Right. And I the ho- totally, and his get whole that.
2: thing when I read the document mm-hmm. the first time before I knew all the other stuff that was going on yeah. and realized he was going after one of my peeps, oh, yeah. it was like, oh, you know, it was like. He's he was telling
1: talk- people. He, basically,
2: he was talking about this was his intent. And here's the yes. thing with intent, people. Your intention might have been such and such to have this particular, right. but once it goes out into the world and yeah. it is received.
3: Yeah how it is received, you can't different. control different. it. Yeah. yeah, You can't control it. And right. so it just really seemed like he just was not happy that someone didn't like his precious the way he <laughs> liked it. Right. Um, and it brought back, I remember when that movie Stepsisters came out mm-hmm. on, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And Lena Waite did this thing where she was like, hey, I see the conversation around this film mm-hmm. as a producer. I want to hear both sides. I want to hear the good and the bad and every time someone said something, she was like, you know what? Thank you. I got it. Thank you. I received this. Thank you. I got yeah. it. Thank you. Da, da, da. And
1: she's good at that. It, yeah. She's good at
3: that. I think sh- they should talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she knows boots. If it's, well, if it's, I mean, okay. because, but, but
3: here's the thing, and I'll just say this and I'll, and I'll finish. Um, I think once you release a thing, Mm -hmm. you got to go away. Like you just kind of have to let it go. It's not your job and it's not your place to refute how someone interprets your thing. Hmm. Like if I look up and I say the sky is blue and you say no, it's cerulean blue, I'm not going to say no, it's sky blue and we're not going to go back and forth. We agree that the sky is blue. Mm -hmm. If you accept the sky is blue, then you and I are Gucci and we just move on. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hound you for disagreeing with me and I don't think that's the place of a creator is to hound people who critique their work and interpret it and it's a different interpretation than what you intended. Again, your intentions were noble and whatever they were, that's not what the person got. Mm -hmm. It's not for you to go after them and say, well, I disagree and I feel attacked and da-da-da. Like that insatiable show. Mm -hmm. This came from a place of love but your show is highly fat phobic and features rape jokes. Like, no, no matter what your intent (laughs) was, the execution is all wrong. So
4: Okay, so this is my thing about filmmakers And only filmmakers, because television is different on this regard. Mm -hmm. You you have to take a lesson from the Stanley Kubrick book of how to comport yourself making a movie. Mm. Let the movie speak for itself. Don't say shit about it. Now you can't necessarily in today's age deny all kind of media access the way he would. But in his early career, you know, there's a really fascinating interview he gave with Playboy about. Strange Love and, and like Lolita Because he was still giving, give, giving interviews then mm-hmm. But he still would say I'm not going to defend the movie I'm not going to say anything about about my choices you, you know what It's my job to make you talk about my movie Right? You don't have to like it
0: mm-hmm.
4: There's a whole thing about Stanley Kubrick I mean if anyone goes back and looks at his movie Critiques when they came out Scathing reviews mm-hmm. Shit on like with everything so, You know Fucking 2001 mm-hmm. Shit on yeah. Fuck You know these movies It's like three to five years later Ten years later Masterpiece right. Undisputed masterpiece It took I mean it took You know There's a whole story about I mean No no About saying you're not hurt I'm not saying that no one's not hurt, but you do your thing. Whole story about Kubrick that when he put out Barry and Lyndon, which which I think is arguably one of his best movies that most people haven't even m- seen, but most people who even love his films don't see. It didn't get, like, you know, it got shit on, like, really bad. Like, right. what is this movie? And he's fo- this is the follow-up to Clockwork Orange. So you're mm. thinking about some sort of, like, really push-button film. Right. And then you do some thing set in the, you know, with the, the like, doing one of these 18-year or 30-year right. wars or whatever it is. Right. But then, you know, and it's like, and it was like, he wouldn't even watch the movie. It was a great story that the guy named Leon Vitale, who was in that movie, who became his um, assistant for a long time. For like...
1: 20 years? 20 years, yeah. 20 years, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: There's a story where, you know, the Kubrick never watched the movie, mm-hmm. and then like sometime when they were like doing the edits on Full Metal Jacket, mm-hmm. it played on TV. Yeah. And he like watched part of it when mm-hmm. it was just on in the room, and he was like, I did mm-hmm. make a good movie. Really? I, it, it doesn't matter what people told me. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I made a good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, so you cannot take, so you can't engage the critics. I mean, like, You know, there's a guy, uh, Kandinsky, the painter Kandinsky. He always used to talk about this thing called called the naked critics and some of his his theories on art and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, people who come in and don't paint might not have the ability to understand what I did. Mm -hmm. They can still say what they want. But I don't have to listen to them Because they don't paint mm-hmm. You know And I'm, and I'm, and I'm kind of like That's the play That Boots Riley ha- Has to deal with I know it's his first movie I know he's not One of these younger guys Who comes in and, and can take the hits And is different In his life story And stuff like that But But You put a movie out In the universe And you have to just Live with every decision That you made Because you made those decisions mm-hmm. Like Over a period of years mm-hmm. You're writing it You're shooting it you're you are you are in the editing room for 10, 12 weeks and stuff like that. You might be doing previews of the back of the editing room for another month. It's a lot of decisions you've already made that that if someone sees it and doesn't like it, so what? Make your next movie mm-hmm. because that's all you really can do. Yeah. And the thing is his movie's not a flop. His movie's getting was getting such high praise. It, it, that first weekend where it did a million dollars on like 16 screens was unheard of. Yeah. But you know, m- perhaps that's not enough for you. Perhaps he doesn't have his next movie set up. I don't think R- he does. R- but, you know, I mean, no, look, there's a lot of people,
2: and, a lot of people and, who don't. and when you put yourself out there like that, people <sighs> are watching. Oh, right. And memories, and memories are long. And memories are long. And, you know, people and they're like, is this a person I want to work with in the future? Yeah. Because, just to give you an example of someone who took criticism, took it well, and even now had some changes made. Spike Lee, when his mm-hmm. first movie came out, mm-hmm. she's got to have it. Mm-hmm. I will say first, because he's done other short films Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he actually had a survey, I don't remember if you guys remember the story, where he did a survey where he actually, a bunch of his female friends and female friends that they knew, had a survey to talk about what was like their dating experiences as black women, like what was it like. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of cultivated the survey and kind of helped create his character of Nola Darling. Mm -hmm. When the movie came out, some sisters came out and had some criticisms about it, like they criticized the rape scene. And they did some things, but here's the thing that Spike did not do. He didn't come out and be like bitches. <laughs> 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 that was not, this is my movie yeah. and blah blah blah. He didn't write no five page right. letter thing. And d- he sat with that shit mm. and he says, "Wow, this is something interesting. Thank you for telling me." And the new editions of "She's Got to Have It," he mm. requested that that rape scene be taken out. And he right. even said to himself, right. "If I had it to do it over again, I would not have put that in there." But because I heard and I listened to what some of the criticism was said, mm-hmm. I realized, huh, maybe that wasn't such a great idea. And I always have respect for him for doing that, where he easily could have been like, what, well, his first film? Yeah. What? You want to talk about? Yeah. But the fact that he sat with that mm-hmm. and thought, huh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'll try not to he, do that again. How old is
4: Boots? I think he's like 40s. 45 or 46 or something like
3: that. So, so he's so w- not some young guy. Yeah, that's that's was what I was is it. yeah. like, yeah. also
4: a little crazy to me, too. I mean, to me, it's, it's, to me, it's like, you just, like, you got to make your movie. You... A writing You're Here's the thing If you're like in 1985 Right mm-hmm. 86 And you make your movie You know before The concept of this Magical pixie dream girl Has been like Defined as a trope That some people find Annoying mm-hmm. You know Then you might able well to Get away with it <laughs> Because you don't You see it you saw it sp- like sparingly, mm-hmm. but ever since then, you know, since what's your name, like you know, like Renata Ryder, kind of like 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 christened that in the late '80s. Mm. You know, then you got to be like conscious of that. Now, perhaps it's that we haven't seen that enough with black women because because there hasn't been enough black cinema. Yeah, but you have to be aware of what it is, and then you can say to yourself, "Okay, I'm still gonna do it. So what?" Do it and, and, and live with it And put it in your movie mm-hmm. I mean I think what you said That Lena said about Okay I want to hear both sides Yes you could do that And that's a good thing To do in a lot of things But uh, but, but a certain degree It's like you can't Go back and change the movie I mean, like, who wants to be like George Lucas and be just recutting the film and putting it out in different versions mm-hmm. and have, like, fucking no one like it? Uh, that's why I say it's different from television because the television, television, people, like, they list, they watch the Twitter feeds mm-hmm. and they do adjust storylines like that based upon how, how the audience is reacting because they have to because right. it's trying to go on and on and on and on. And, you know, if you start getting, oh, we fucked, particularly, like, broadcast yes. where they're, like, shooting, mm-hmm. like, they're like, not too far ahead of, the, the 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 release, pro, the release yes, schedule, right. Right. you know, I mean, I mean, they do that all the time. I remember that's what, I remember like what's his name was telling me that um, um Glenn Razar was saying they listen mm-hmm. they watching the tweets on Damien and on and Walking Dead and going okay, so so now we there's that immediate feedback, right. you know, and you don't necessarily have that for a movie, but I think that you just have to be, you you know what you have to live with the choices you made okay. if yeah. you get. Smacked mm-hmm. around Because of that, of that See it'd be different If his movie was like A complete flop And everyone right. came out And right, I mean, right. and, you know was like This movie was bullshit and he's like No 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 You yeah, guys yeah, just don't Fucking understand The hell I did And stuff like that mm-hmm. And there are movies Like that That come mm-hmm. out people right. don't You don't understand At the time
2: And the audience Would
3: be like Okay well
2: next We're not gonna see it <laughs> but, but, but when you're doing Reacting the way <laughs> he is And it
3: seems like It's still going on In and certain things you know I remember yeah, An article was written About it And, and the article Referenced it, when Buzzfeed, pick it up? backlash And it was like No was not backlash It was criticism that he didn't like mm-hmm. which turned into you hate my film and you're trashing it and it's like no these a, w- re- re- words, re- re- words mean re- things
2: media. words mean I'll read things I'll They're definitely read it so. yeah. it's, a good, um,
3: it's a good review and, it's, and her main listen. criticism
2: with uh, Detroit was basically you know there's a lot of good things uh, that are interesting about a character, but she, she, more than anything, symbolizes a typical type. She's not really a fully fleshed out character. Right. She's like a symbol of something. And it, because the story's not focused on her, a lot of that stuff doesn't come through. And basically, she just said, hey, you know, it's a good movie, so blah, blah, blah. It
3: started a question of, you know, should our, critics stifling themselves? In their reviews, because hmm. they don't want the pushback, mm-hmm. you know, well, they want to be able to have the freedom to have an opinion right. without being yelled at for having said opinion. That's
4: right. true, but I think that you know the difference. I'm, like I haven't read this woman's article, but the, you know, and there was always this talk about how Pauline Kale you, you know, like she
2: used to trash. Yeah,
4: she, yeah, she, yeah. George Lucas, yeah, so bad. She would she she would kill movies, but she also like you know she'd anoint people too. Mm-hmm. But it's like I think that the way because. I haven't read a lot of film criticism in the last ten years, like particularly in the age of the internet, because mm-hmm. I don't think there's there's enough restraint on people what to do, and I think that a lot of times, like critics are writing to put the spotlight on them, right. nece- not necessarily like I'm saying something that's like completely well thought out. Right. Now I, you know, haven't read this thing. I mean, I want to do it. I mean, here's the thing: have any of the people that you see talk about the movie? Keep talking about this movie called Putney Swope.
2: Listen, that's the first thing. When I first saw it, I thought, this is basically Putney Swope. And I know he knows about that film.
4: But I don't think most people do. Okay, so people you know, don't know. It's one the, of the biggest,
2: it's, biggest
4: it's, satire. It's, it's a satire that came out. It's uh, Robert Downey. Yeah, Senior, the dad, directed yeah. this movie. Oh, 70s? In, and he uses mid-70s. his own voice for a black character. No, yeah. really. and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and, and he becomes like the leader of this advertising firm and everything like this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so I'm not to say that his movie's not new because... It is new because the ideas are new. Because he's mm-hmm. a- a- approaching things that are... He's talking about stuff that's happening now. Mm-hmm. And so that's why his movie is a new movie. It's not like a... If you watch Putting Soup and go, oh, he just took it. it, it no, it, no, it just it has yeah, certain it, elements, certain elements and, it's like, it. it's, and it's a satire. I mean, to me, I think that what... The difficulty with looking at a movie like Sorry to Bother You is, is that it's a satire. Mm-hmm. And it's an analog to so much stuff going on in the world so it doesn't have to necessarily follow the same expectations that you want from other movies and I feel like if a character like Detroit I mean the the minute you see her it's like okay she's not a real character to me Mm -hmm. before she opened her mouth I'm like she's like a stand-in for a bunch of different like Concepts he wants to say, Mm -hmm. and I never expected her to be like come across as somebody like who's going who has all this you know like this inner life going on because it's so much out there you know I mean it's like Mm -hmm. those ear but it's cool the earrings all this kind of shit like that I was like that's smart stuff because he's trying to say something you know she's the one who spray paint shit on the wall with the it's just like oh that's cool you know and that little piece of Performance art that she's doing It's like What is all this is, And see only it's, people it's, who know
2: Who know I, I mean Who know that movie Yeah Would find that Because I know I was the only person there who was cackling When she kept doing it Like y'all, y'all ain't seen the <laughs> Uh, Yes, that's that's funny shit
4: too. Yeah, that's just funny, and it's not. And I've seen that too. I've seen that the woman who pushes up to get beat up and shit. Like, I mean, it's like that's because he's he's trying to say something. I think that maybe some people's lens is not wide enough because because their experience with cinema is not wide enough. Like, there was a movie that was out like earlier this year, maybe last year, called The Square. Hmm. You seen this movie? It's like. Uh, what's her name The girl from Mad Men And Handmaid's Tale Is in it She got a little role in it um, But it's like There's a square And you go in the square And like shit And, you, and people like do performance art And it's like just kind of shifts around. There's no real like singular narrative, and it's just like, and what happens inside there, like riots are happening, and sex acts, and all this kind of craziness. It's like Mm -hmm. this is because I'm trying to, I'm, because I'm using the visual medium to tell something broader. I'm making a critique on society, and sometimes I think that that because those films are so rare Mm -hmm. in the, you know, like in the 21st century. That people don't know How to like appreciate them mm-hmm. I don't even appreciate them To, to even understand What the art, the artist Is trying to say mm-hmm. You know And I think that That's the thing about uh, Sorry to bother you I mean he's I mean he's, it's so loaded With ideas It's like damn dude like, like it's like Like almost every new frame Is like Here's 30 new ideas I'm throwing at you right, Boom right, boom right, boom right. And it's And to me the the, the the To me the criticism I have of the film is You threw so many ideas At us That some things That were really cool Didn't get you know, like there, well. yeah, yeah. you know, didn't not didn't state. translate, but there wasn't yeah. enough. Uh, there's no time for it to resonate before you get, you throw another right. idea. I mean, right. You know, right? So, because what was that line he was saying at the damn the, the damn party? Nigga shit, nigga 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 shit the whole time. And you're just like <laughs> wait wait wait, and next thing you know it is over, it's and, they're, like- and they're all chanting it back at him, and it's like yeah. and it's all white people in the audience, and you're like. Wait a minute, what are you really saying with this and this, and before you get a chance to even like before, before even the characters can respond to that, he's off to the next scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's not so even it doesn't breathe. It like no. It's not like right, yeah. right. And yeah. to me, that's the that's my only big criticism yeah. of the movie. because yeah. there's so many ideas.
2: there's a lot of idea. A lot of I had a lot of pacing issues. Like yeah. I felt like certain things need to be starting to happening. Yeah. And I um, and my biggest one was I almost felt like you need to even go further. Yeah, you need to even go more extreme. Yeah, because yeah. I felt like if film was playing it really, really safe, mm. and I was like, you need to go to the extreme thing. Mm. But I admit, I, and I went and took my mom and my sister. We all went together to go see it. And my mom, even now when we talk about it, we like. Cause my mother's like, I have no idea What that film was about. She she, she goes, I have no idea. But there was like, and after we saw it, we went somewhere. And then the next day, I took her, we're going to go ahead and eat somewhere. And she just started laughing for Mm -hmm. some reason. I'm just standing like it. What are you laughing about? I just remember that scene from that movie. Like, I don't know what it meant, but it just made me laugh. It's like random, (laughs) random stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of stuff you want for your audience. Mm -hmm. And you want them, even if the criticism is not what it is to your taste, what you think it is, Mm -hmm. the fact that people are talking about your shit. That's all that matters to me.
3: And he said, you know, I made this film to. To spark a conversation. And we're talking. But you can't control the narrative. But you can't control the narrative. That should have been his response. Right. And and some of them start off, well, I made this film to to spark a conversation, and it's great, and I love to see it. That's not true. There's an asterisk next to that. Um, (laughs) And apparently last week it was another director doing the same thing. Someone was like, "The the director of the book of Henry searching his name to pick fights with podcasts. Like, why are we, why, why, why are we doing this? Oh, the director
4: from the Book of Henry. Well, because his career got derailed from making that movie. Um, Jurassic World. Yeah. Oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So he he made a uh a, a little movie.
3: It was a short film, and then he got called up to the big leagues. It wasn't
4: a short. It was it was, it was a f- feature length. Oh oh a, oh. Uh,
3: uh, no, Chuck, um, I forget the name of it. Yeah,
4: but it was a, it was this it was this weird kind of time travel movie about four hundred thousand dollars. And his next film was his second film was Jurassic World, what? and 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 the, the and the, the 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 blow up on that was that's ultimate, you know, like white male privilege. Like yep. you get right. to jump in a, I mean like no, no. one gets to do that. No. Um, and then his next movie was this movie called The Book of Henry, which this guy had, I think spent t- 10 years developing this script and get it, you know, produ- you know optioned and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then it came out and it flopped. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and because that movie flopped, he got yanked off a of film. Like he was, y- like he, he, was doing a Star Wars. he was doing a Star Wars movie. I think he was supposed to be doing Han Solo and they yanked him off of Han Solo and then put those two kids on and then they got yanked off and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, the movie, he took the.
3: He's having a bad day. He's having a bad day. Boots is not having a bad day. (laughs) Boots could, it could be worse for him. Right. But it's not. So to comport yourself as if. Your movie came out and it got like a twenty percent Rotten Tomato. It could have been like that Gotti movie that John Travolta released that nobody knew was coming out, and we all just we came and win. I was was like, came out right. (laughs) It could be that. But you've got a conversation about your film. You've got an opportunity that many people don't have, and you are pissing it away by having a temper tantrum online and just when you should be hmm, focusing on whatever your next project going to be. Go research it. Go go travel. Go do something. Other than searching for your name it, and replying, but, but, I just feel like it's a waste of creative energy. Total,
4: total waste. I remember there was a story Steven Spielberg said that when he he went to Hawaii to totally de not no, like to to just not just decompress, right. but to disappear mm-hmm. the weekend of the Raiders opening. Really, you know,
1: because <laughs> it didn't do good at first, did it? Well, it, I no, can't remember. Well, I can't
4: remember. But his the previous movie was 1941, and, right. and, and that and he that, got that and,
1: was the one, and he okay. got skewered. Yeah. yeah, and
4: he was like, I don't need to be. There was some story where he was driving around town. He was driving around L.A. Mm-hmm. during the like Jaws opening, and he was sneaking into theaters that opening the weekend just to see if really? people were responding. Yeah. And it was just fucking shit. And he was like, I know I got to hit now because right. you know From Westwood around to, the block. Yeah, just right. Cinderella Dome. Right. Right. Oh shit, it was fucking. You know, but that's one thing. And Then you do, you know, Close Encounters is next. And Then you you followed up with um, 1941,
2: <laughs> and Even you as kind a of child. You know, I was it, like, you know, "What are you are doing, sir?" You know, kind <laughs> of <in> trouble. This <laughs> was a um, bad,
4: bad idea. Give me ET. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, that was coming. I'm like 13 that Ooh, was this coming. Is bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's. Do you point? What's the next one? I think what I think that after uh, he's on the beach on Raiders is when mm-hmm. he reads the ET script. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it plays out because it's like you can't be in the conversation mm-hmm. you can't because you've done so much you've been in that you, like you've been in your bunker for so long yeah. where it's so focused on I just you know and every filmmaker knows that as much as the audience loves your movie you fucked up because mm-hmm. there's everything that, there's so you haven't done yeah. Yeah.
2: and I'm sure with Jaws was Super goes like oh, I fucked the, that because we more. can start off yeah. as you know? beautiful koi fish but we'll turn to piranhas in a minute <laughs> you know but it's
4: but, so, so it's just it's, it's I mean it, but There's things that you know that you didn't get. Mm -hmm. There's things that big compromises in everything when you're making the movie that the audience will never see, even if they love the movie. That they don't know. They're just like I I don't fucking. Mm -hmm. I mean, goddamn. The fact that you made that you made the movie, and also like in, in, in this climate. To be able to make a movie that's a black film that is not like a slam dunk piece of cinema, right. like oh fuck this oh, blah blah blah, like a, you know, like a Get Out. I mean, right. get, you know, whatever it is, and, and not that people necessarily knew it was gonna, that movie like was going to do as well as it did, right. but they knew it was going to do well because black your horror films don't do bad. But you know that movie, and it did is did enough. I I I know it's it's made its money back, but then you got to follow the Steven Soderbergh. You know, right. or so like school of thought is, yeah. be in prep yeah. on movie Yellow number two yeah. before your before your movie yeah. comes out. I think and this just it's just me.
3: Like, mm. there's got to be something else that he could be doing. Like, there, there, there just has to be. So, the the lesson I learned from this, and it's like, okay, maybe I'll take some mental notes and some actual notes. Mm-hmm. Um, log the fuck off <laughs> when it comes out, mm-hmm. or have people like right. d- you know mm-hmm. your you, assistance. I That's know myself, for. right? I right. know that I tend to fall into holes, mm-hmm. right? So. Mm-hmm. Watch The Office 50 mm-hmm. times. That's why I can name episode mm-hmm. and season the way I can. Right. Um, I know that I ruminate and I obsess over things. It's just yeah. my personality. Yeah. So take my phone. You know, I'm going to mm. hand it to somebody who will make sure I don't do those things. Right. Um, I'm going to go to the beach and sit and watch waves. I'm going to do something to distract myself right. because scrolling for my name online is not the move for me.
4: It's would not horrible. be for me mm-hmm. I wouldn't
3: even I, I just would disappear I, I would just go somewhere It
4: would eat you up It you know? would like Yeah no, yeah like the, like the joy you do get I mean the opening weekend Must have been so like Ecstatic for him mm-hmm. For everybody involved But he right. was
3: getting a lot Like I went to his screening and, he, and and someone from Sundance Presented him with an award Like Rosario Dawson Presented this award mm-hmm. And you know There was just all this praise And it was after the film Was over and I And I remember thinking Did they see another cut that wow. I didn't see <laughs> mm-hmm. because I liked it to mm-hmm. a certain point, but I'm like, there's an awful lot of praise for this guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe they saw a different right. version of the film.
1: But we talk about it all that sometimes people get annoyed. It, you know, and people get people get behind it because they think it's going to be well, yeah. my the man is fresh me- off of next, Get Out, yeah. he's on Atlanta. Yeah. They're like, let's Just push this. Yeah, as yeah. thing. Thing. you know, but there's
4: also. You don't know if you've seen a different cut Because I know that when I saw John Q Mm -hmm. At the Writers Guild last year It was two weeks before it opened Mm -hmm. Like nationally Mm -hmm. But it had premiered at Toronto already And he Mm -hmm. said he'd cut 20 minutes out of it Between Toronto and that screening so the people who and, and, and Toronto got a lot of praise. Hmm. But I know he still he still cut
3: 20 minutes out. Yeah, but right. we had, we screened it before he got the awards. Yeah. So I was just like maybe I wasn't watching mm. the same. Maybe I'm just not the audience right. for this. You know like we did the Tyler Perry movie, maybe, maybe this isn't that's not, for me. That's not, I was just going to say know.
1: yeah. I was going to say this. <clears throat> so you you were talking about what's he doing next and he should be moving on to something else. We, Chris and I talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. When you are in prep for a movie is mm-hmm. when you should be letting your agents know, you know, get me on something next. Because mm-hmm. now you can sell the fact that I have this $10 million movie, whatever the fuck it is you're doing. People want right. to be in business. They're Someone like, oh, working. shit. Right. He's got something behind him. It's the same right. thing. Like, I'm, at, I'm in it right now. My show ends like I'm going into week 13 out of 20, mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, what's next? Mm -hmm. So my agents were meeting next week to talk about what we can do to get me on the next thing, or if it's not my TV, it's film. Like, what Mm -hmm. can we do? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm already trying to prep now, eight weeks out into what's going on next. Because certain level
4: is kind of like it's kind of um, it's kind of mind boggling to me. The movie was at Sundance. It's sold at Sundance. The A24. Mm -hmm. Or whoever it was, but it's sold right into Sundance. Here we are in August. It's mo- it's seven months later. Mm-hmm. You should be in movie two already. I mean,
2: casting, I mean, that's after, after I saw it. It's like you know, okay, like let's prepping. see what this new right. out the box. How do you for follow up? Let's, yeah, how do you
1: follow that up? I right, mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he should he should already have other scripts. Yeah, he might. You know what I mean? The, the,
3: apparently, he has a deal mm-hmm. uh, and is working on an unnamed project. I don't know I looked There's see, no future I don't, That see, don't mean nothing see, me. see, I, And I know That's why I was like Never mind see,
1: That's the, the mistake is That's like we're in development yeah, Right And
3: that could be that. that could go nowhere right. You know I mean look The,
4: the mistake This is a mistake he even had three months between when he submitted from when he right. heard the movie got into Sundance mm-hmm. to want a premiere. That it's mm-hmm. like it's going to be a Sundance. Right. People are going to see it, and because of you know macros involved, yeah. so those people are like are, are going to like sell the hell out of it. Right. So it's like get another movie going and mm-hmm. like and ride that buzz of mm-hmm. I got a movie in Sundance. Mm-hmm. Before the town Has seen it It's announced in the paper Like in in October This is the Sundance lineup And it's right before The holidays So And you can use that When everyone's got You know The discretionary funds They gotta spend Before the year ends right. So hey Let's set some shit up Right, right. now Motherfucker I got I, I, You know I, I think people know that But it's like You know The budgets they get To buy shit They have to spend that By the end of the have year to. If they and, and, and if they don't spend it, then they get, like, whatever that is is minus off the next mm-hmm. year's thing. That's, so why, the,
1: that's why so many movies are made or shot or put on the shelf, because they just needed some shit, mm-hmm. you know, for the library. It just, just to get the tax for whatever. For whatever. I mean, this guy's yeah. sp-
4: they have to spend the, that money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so there's, there's, there's a lot of deals, a lot of deals close between October and Christmas, because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. they have to do that. And it's like... Um, you know and 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 they've seen pilots at that point like scripts that they might be mm-hmm. like oh shit this is not as sweet as we want it mm-hmm. you know well, we have to buy something new now to get them re- pushing so we can there's mm-hmm. so much stuff that the the the, 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 the machine mm-hmm. that's beyond making the product is going on and it's like you didn't and maybe he didn't have the right people behind him like telling him that's what I you know be, yeah. and, and, and you know what that happens to fucking too many people where they mm-hmm. hit some 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 great movie that's gonna f- knock out the box and they can't follow up because they're not because are not thinking about yeah. it's you know and it makes sense because it's so much work to get a movie off the ground it's so sure. hard it's so it's so life consuming for like
1: eighteen months at least yeah. with all
4: the shit going but on here,
1: here's what I was thinking because <clears throat> he wrote the movie right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is he just one of those slow riders that takes a year to write a movie? I don't is know. That his is, problem? You know what I well, mean? He, I don't know. I'm just he's, I'm asking the question. I'm not judging. This story me.
3: has been around for a minute because right. apparently he submitted it for a Sundance. It was a short film. Okay. And then... So he expanded on so it. So he expanded on okay. it. Okay. And, and so it's like he's really stuck with the story for a long time hmm. and has fostered it, nurtured it, and now it's a feature film. Mm-hmm. But what else do you have in your back pocket?
4: But Well, see, that's the, that's the question about, you know, what... Kind of filmmaker story, not even filmmaker, what kind of storyteller is he? Mm -hmm. Does he have 10 stories that he wants to tell? Mm -hmm.
0: You know,
4: does he have a bunch of the scripts that were just kind of in limbo stage? Mm -hmm. And perhaps not. Some people are like so focused on getting that one thing done, they get it done, and then it's this massive period of development ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing we don't know is we don't know. Exactly what his creative process is. Right. I mean, I mean, his creative process technically could be like, again, Stanley Kubrick. I'm in these six years before I got my next movie. <laughs> <Right. game. No. laughs> he can afford to do it. You know. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna have to wait for that next movie. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You know, or you can be like, you know, um, Rainer Fassbender. Mm-hmm. I gotta get 35 movies made before I'm 32, and so I can right. die from a heart attack, and then I'm good. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of people. There's a well, lot you, of different ways.
1: When we had. Miles, uh, My my EP on my show The creator of my show Oh yeah 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 We had him on my show He was talking about how um, He sold his first pilot A few years ago Mm -hmm. Right And it took like Six to eight months Before he ever got paid And what he learned The lesson that he learned was Shit I gotta have more than one Mm sold So he immediately started Teaching himself To write faster And push them out So now he'd have Four or five of them Going at the same time Mm -hmm. So they're doing our show And Black Science At the same time You know what I mean Literally, is so. So, so what's well, the? I'll see that later.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. But 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 look, you have to look. The thing about it is also in terms of what he's doing in television, even with the movies, mm-hmm. you don't know what's gonna go. You know, they'll pay you to write it, and then yeah. they might like not like the draft, right. or you know, just, I mean, someone I know is doing something with Amazon, and it's like they're on like the fifth page one rewrite on a project and it's like it's it's been a, over a year since it was announced That's and crazy. and it's just like, but you know what? Yeah. Amazon wants to spend a lot of money on this yeah. project, and they're paying him to do it, but they give you a lot more time but they, you they know, give you, you time yeah. but but again it's like he hasn't done anything for a while, and it's like you, you know but you, but you don't know what's happening and, yeah. and 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 you never know also what the <clears throat> dynamics of what they're going to do see sure. i I, I want to say his project was set up at Amazon. Before they got the rights to Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and now you know, Lord of the Rings was like their big thing. They're going to spend a, you know, half a billion or whatever the fuck a, it a is quarter being on the rights, and another <laughs> for I can't. We ain't even winning billion, the production yet, bitch. You know, we, ready yeah. yet. So, so you, you know, so, so therefore, the corporate the corporate aim could change, right. and and they might be dragging their feet on what they want from him because, like, you know what. You know, like oh, we can't compete with the other big with the other big project, right. like money wise. You know, because you see the game, you see the HBO doesn't have another massive show on the air. Right. L- that's like Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. they could. It's been seven years. They could have something sci-fi film, a, a, a war film, like anything. Could be kicking off. That's just like, enough resources. But that's just not how corporations work. So you, as the artist, can't rely on things going. True.
3: Well, they tried, but they didn't read the room. Yeah. Well, we we, we shall see what happens.
2: (laughs) Now, final thing. One of my favorite actors. Who that? Vincent Mm D'Onofrio. Put out a tweet the other day and basically posed a question for his followers, and basically he said he's going to be doing a new dramatic series. Mm -hmm. He says he had his own opinion on what he thinks about what he wants to do, but he Mm -hmm. was just curious to know if anybody else had any thoughts. And his question basically was, you know, should he play a character that is a racist character, has Mm -hmm. no redeemable qualities whatsoever. um, Should he be doing a character like that now in this Mm -hmm. climate that we're living in? Is it a movie
1: or is it a TV show? It's a
2: TV series.
1: And he has no redeeming quality and no.
3: (laughs) Is now the right time considering the world in which we live right now for me to play a real to life character who is irredeemably racist in a dramatic series. And so I responded, with like,
1: how can you re- make a hero with no agency?
2: Well, here's the thing, and part of my question to him is like, it depends. Like, and I told him, right. like, he's a great actor; he can play anything. Right. But I, it, for me, it's like it really depends. Is it the central character? What's the, you know, right. what's the context? What's the, what's the whole context of the story? What's right. happening? What's the real narrative of the story? And I just basically told him, hey, you can play anything; I'm, I'll probably watch it. Mm-hmm. And my my other response was that, you know, for me personally as a viewer, it's like I just don't, I don't feel like watching those type of characters right now mm-hmm. you know because it's just tiresome mm-hmm. you know and this is coming as a black person watching it's like right. oh here we go again
1: <laughs> and you, you're a critic you, yeah you,
2: you, and, and like, I can you know yeah. and like I'll watch things but like, right. and then it was like I, I mentioned a movie that Ama Asante is about to do um, where um, what's the actress name she's in The Hate You Give now I don't know the little cute girl she's so cute yeah. what's her name I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah, anyway, she's... Amanda Steinberg. Yes, Amanda Steinberg. So Amanda Steinberg is... I should have known that. Her name, her name means power. They're cinephiles in here. So she's playing a character, a teenager who falls in love, black girl in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming she's part of those, um, those black Germans that were born over there uh, who falls in love with a Hitler youth, a Nazi person. Wow, that's going to be crazy. And it's like... My first thought, you know, before I even said anything, was like, wow, you know, it's a Ma Asante, and she always does something good, because yeah. when like, ooh, you know, huh, and then my second thought was like, oh, do I really want to see that? Because I know it humanizes characters, mm-hmm. and it shows that, but it's like, right now, racists are getting humanized to the point where we're so focused on their feelings, and mm-hmm. so focused on, well, how do they feel about things, yeah. that the people that are being hurt are being, you know, anytime you got a president of your country... Where someone this past weekend mm-hmm. that's happened in Charlottesville, as I speak, at the one-year anniversary, mm-hmm. right, where Heather Heyer was killed mm-hmm. because she wanted to go out and support and be against people who are racist and support black people and Black Lives Matter and black women who were protesting that, mm-hmm. gets killed mm-hmm. by a racist person.
0: Right.
2: And your president comes out, there's good people on both sides. <laughs> And and people who are so tweeting president. things and people who are saying things because they don't want to say a white person killed this other white person. Right. They're acting like the car was a sentient being NPR? and just went yeah. rogue. Yeah. The car did it, okay? If you ask, like, what, what was the TV show with the car? Night Rider. Night Rider. 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 Rider just came out. <laughs> <Kitten> <laughs> and got mad. Yes. Got mad. Went off. Killed somebody. And like the language that they're using right. to Great. justify, like, Cottery. oh, well, it's not everybody. It's like. Racist people are bad people. I don't understand how we can't just say that and all Mm -hmm. agree on that.
1: Okay, but because they uh, are. uh, 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 (laughs) But (laughs) since it's
2: Vincent though, right? He put that question out there. I
1: respect that he did that.
2: Yes, I even said that. So I'm glad you're open to talking about this. But the response to my mentions, Mm -hmm. racist people who are upset. Mm -hmm. And there's another white person who responded and I'm assuming it's a white woman who just basically said that, you know, she agreed and just said, Hey, you know, this is probably not a good time for <clears throat> people of color to want to have to see... And people are like, how dare you? You're trying to be the white savior for black people and all this other... Like, people are going in. And I felt bad. It's like, dude, you might want to mute your things. <laughs> you might want to put them mute. Because I'm, I'm the type that will clap back. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Lisa, you got to take him out the tag. Like, don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. D'Onofrio, if your mentions have, like, blown up, mm. I apologize, My and bad. I'll make sure I put on mute. Oh, but at least you're seeing what I'm up against mm-hmm. on a daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm, right. So my question I'm posing to all of you, you guys can share your opinions, like as as artists and as writers, if you're creating something, what is your responsibility to that? I mean I always believe and I told him in the tweet I said you as an artist are free to do what you want. That's mm-hmm. what an artist does. You right. put things out there. But I just said basically <clears throat> there might be some people who might not watch that.
1: So well I mean what do you we, guys we about talked that? about this before when we were talking about, you know, actors white actors or actresses or actors, they just like to be called actors, playing, you know, like Asian characters or whatever, and this and this. My thing is this, and I get, I get a little. Wait, can I do a quick timeout?
3: Go ahead. You can call no, her out. She can know if
2: Because, no, no. you know, months ago, uh-huh. when, <laughs> our fa- when our favorite girl <laughs> came out and said she was going to play right. a transgender character, mm-hmm. and you, you all heard me, and I said, oh, go yeah. ahead and do it and see what happened. All right. they going to go and in. And guess what happened?
1: She pulled She pulled oh, out. Going, exactly. So go ahead. We live in a different time, mm-hmm. right? No, we live
2: in the same time. Don't hear me. The up. only thing that's different is we get to see it hear happening out, in bitch. real time. Hear me out. Okay,
3: go ahead.
1: Where I was going to say we live in a different time where fifteen years ago, I'll just say it, fifteen, because Twitter's been out for a minute now. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago we didn't have the the input of Twitter and YouTube and all the I mean you know we didn't have that internet the strength instant connection. that instant yeah, I'll right let on, you know what I think yeah So so an actor an actress or an actor could play a role and critics would say it or we just wouldn't go mm-hmm. right but now you have the immediate everybody responding to let you know we don't want this shit right Where where I get stuck is my creative artist head sticks in i'm stuck between being a person of color who's like dude let that person of color play that fucking role there's already plenty of them that are t- amazing especially in the, the agent actors i'm oh mm-hmm. god um and then there's a part of me that goes i'm an actor because i can play anything in my head mm-hmm. right and i'm not an actor anymore i'm just generalizing mm-hmm. um so I get stuck sometimes between, you know, why can't actors play whatever and this and this?" I, I still find myself getting caught up in it, but, but I also am in today mm-hmm. and realize that you know this is a different time when you know we are trying to show people, you guys, we, there's no need for that. Mm-hmm. There's enough of mm-hmm. us here. You know when they put out tweets for that new show, he's like, we couldn't find any Latino. was <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. like when you came out and said it like. <laughs> You know Just open like that And then I go to The Latino committee (laughs) There's like 70 people And I'm like What the fuck Are you talking about And they tweeted out Like hey Here's a of And then he was like Oh well I'd be interested In getting
2: that link Of those they're sitting right there right. at the writers' guild, right, right. right next to your ass. Right, was talking
1: to you. So I was only <laughs> saying that. No, in no way saying that. You know, those characters who want to play those people are doing the right thing. I just get stuck between artistry sometimes. Right. Well, in I my guess head.
3: is is your question: Should people play people, or should writers write the thing? It could be both. It could be actors. Anyone who's putting together a project—that's because my mind save. goes to Confederate, like. Could you right. could you write a show dealing with a Confederacy in a modern setting? Sure. Should you? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You got to read in the room, and we've got we've got a president who it's not even dog whistles anymore. That's some bitches on a on a on a horn, right. you know, with his message, and everyone in the cabinet supports that message. He right up against your ears, huh? yeah, your ear. screaming. <laughs> um, you've got people in in positions of power who are actively. Um, destroying families and and communities and it's all because of undeniably because of race so do we need to rehash a time in our history in a modern setting that had no good outcome when we still don't have our shit together now no Mm -hmm. do you throw black faces on it to make it palatable you could should you no (laughs) like there's no way to 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 make this there's no way to polish this rock and say, here, it's a diamond. I present mm-hmm. to you a diamond. Mm-hmm. It's still an ugly rock. Could you tell another story? Sure. Mm-hmm. And now they are.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
3: Well, you know what? So
4: <clears throat> I think the thing with D'Onofrio's question is I don't know the context of the story. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, he says he's irredeemably racist
2: and it's based on where like, he said it's like it's based on a real life character. So nice. and, to,
1: and to me, what I'm hearing is he hasn't fully signed on yet. Based he, on that, I don't know. So well, I mean, he, he, I, he
4: yeah. obviously hasn't. If you he's know. up here, if he's asking the he's asking yeah. Twitterverse what his thoughts are. But to me, it's like this. It's kind of like you know they tell you all the time as an actor, mm-hmm. and you got to do this as a writer. You Can't judge your character. You got to write them, and you got to be honest, if and you got to be truthful. Yeah. And if they're real. If he's irredeemably racist But that's real And there's still Some quality of We're interested in him mm-hmm. Go ahead and play it If it's just one of these guys That's kind of like
1: Written like You, you, you know Must yeah, have a mustache Well you know <clears throat> or,
4: You know or if <clears throat> He's written kind of like You know Oh well he's the third Klansman in the thing Without mm-hmm. really any kind of You know like You know like Uh there's no introspection on his character, mm-hmm. then no. I, I'm not saying that, 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 that we need to know what his feelings are to know. Oh, he how he you know like like feeling sympathy, like sympathy toward him, but there's a lot of characters we see that that we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. To me, I, yeah, hell, yeah, I agree with you. It's like you know, like what's the artist thing? I think this movie about the the that um, Amado Sante is doing could be particularly interesting because what we don't know is we don't know the age of the kid. Who is in the? If if he see, is he a Nazi? I'm some. They're is t- he SS. I'm, it's
2: Hitler Youth. Is he Hit- teenagers? Okay,
4: so if Hitler Youth, it's a love story. So if Hitler Youth, mm-hmm. if he's okay. if it's told in a post, you know, if it's is it before the war, or during the war, because if it's if, because if and 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 like at, during the war, what time is it? Is is, is it post the? the is it post them getting kicked out of Africa? Because because it's after that. Those kids are being conscripted into that Hitler Youth without any of their own say so, mm-hmm. so they're kind of forced into that. So that doesn't mean that the character is necessarily a Nazi the way we view them. Like right. he's not, a, a, he's not, a, a, he's not a bigot. Mm-hmm. He could just be like, "This is my lot in life," or "I'm being sent to the chamber." Mm-hmm. I could still fall in love with this black girl because that's because I don't. Like, like, believe in the organization that I'm in, but I have to kind of toe the line or face other consequences. That potentially puts him in like a moral dilemma that could be interesting to see, because he's like, what I really want is this woman, mm. but, but the organization that I'm in and the country that I'm living in doesn't allow me that. Right. That could be interesting, you know. <clears throat> I mean, look, look, there's a movie that I saw. It's called. Um, Fuck! Now I forget what it's called, but it's written by Raina Maria um, Remark, who's really famous for *Aquarius* and the *Western Front*. But he wrote another movie called *Like Heaven Has No Prisoners*. Heaven takes no prisoners. I can't remember what it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, 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 I once saw it on video on AMC one time a long time ago. I've never seen it on video, so I, so I, so you can't even recommend it to see anywhere. Um, but it was like this guy Who came back He was a, he was in the war He's a Nazi guy He's all told from A general point of view He came back on the front He's hurt And he's back At his small town And he's walking around and it's like the whole town is bombed out and it's like he's just trying to survive but because he's part of the military he's still got to toe the line and everyone's expecting him to be the good little nazi and he just can't do that mm-hmm. and he's just caught in this ward of like anti and, and, and that, he's been to war and he knows how fucked up and he's like suffering from that ptsd mm-hmm. it's such a great fucking story and i was like god this is because you watch it and you understand the dilemma that people are put
2: in you know and you go well maybe that's the that's the Nazi love story That would be the one like Okay he don't really want to be So he gonna fight his way Like yeah that might be interesting See, yeah. see That might be the, it's, it's, it, it's, might but, that it might be I, I mean, they're look, they're it, going. I mean look But he, I'm still not gonna say it I'm telling right, saying right now <laughs> I'm
4: saying right now He's not like Reinhard Heydrich's son <laughs> right. Or like you know Hitler's little like boy You know right. He's, right. He's, not, he's not that character You know So th- there could be Something interesting there I, I don't know There's a really interesting Movie that uh, Louis Malle did Called uh, A similar movie It's called it's like Lancôme Lucienne Where it's mm-hmm. about A French girl Falls in love With a Nazi mm. or, 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 or Not a Nazi But a German soldier During the a war Nazi And M- it's, I think it's doing v- It's like V.C. France thing Or mm-hmm. something like that Really really fascinating movie Um
2: well, I'm just curious to see, like, I, maybe I might jump in later to his, his timeline and yeah, see. It sounds like
1: the approach is what, just like. It's just, I,
2: I'm just glad that he was actually like thinking about it.
3: Like, hmm, he says, I'm, I have almost 2,500 opinions and I'm going to make a decision in a few days.
2: Oh, he's so not, he not he hasn't taken the role yet. No. That's what I
1: thought based on
3: that. I was thinking he was going to he already had it and he was no. just wondering. Mm.
1: He's, I appreciate it. And that's why I appreciated him, it. Right. You know, yeah. even more mm-hmm. because I felt like he was going before I make this decision, they could mm-hmm. really fuck me up.
2: Yeah. Let me <laughs> let But here's me the yeah, thing, but well, like yeah. I said, but, but cuz it must ha- be a
1: good script. Yeah. That and also because like has to be. Yeah. You know if he And Vince and Vincent
2: doesn't choose like
1: You don't have to work.
2: You know, mm. he chooses things that are pretty smart, and he always mm. he always brings something interesting mm. to the table. And I'll always watch him. I mean, ever since the earliest movies, right. even though he died in the first movie as a kid, when <laughs> I saw him, I was like, "Oh God!" But um, he's just one of those really he's just one of those brilliant actors. And mm. it's like, you know, if he decides to make it, more power to him. Yeah. And it's just like it's just one of those decisions as artists. It's like, and I have to admit, there are movies I go through, like. There are people who are still mad at me, which is interesting. <laughs> you always have who to are find mad out at too. me because I like. <laughs> The Django movie Django and Jane oh, right, right, right. And they were like You Power to the people right. Sister girl The black I said But I went in And saw it as an Overblown totally you Satire <laughs> you right That shit was hilarious It was funny And it was like The way that I mean it's like There were people who were mad They're like Oh my god I can't believe this Spike Lee is upset I don't give a fuck What Spike Lee is upset about
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did Spike Lee did
2: Spike Lee pay for my ticket And my popcorn When I sat my ass In that theater No he did not <laughs> maybe if he did I might be like well I don't know Spike (laughs) yeah you're right Spike he didn't pay for that so I'm gonna go in and just see the movie what it is even though it is Tarantino and I do have my issues with him Mm -hmm. but one thing I'm gonna go see is and what I was appreciative and I think this is something that Jamie Foxx brought to that was the incredulous look on his face like if you watch Jamie Foxx in that whole entire movie the expression on his face the whole entire time it's like what the fuck (laughs) is going on and it's like that's how I was able to cling into that thing and also it's kind of when we had we had my friend that came in that talked about the whole thing as that yes, movie being gothic yes, yeah. yes, yes, it's a yes. gothic horror I mean Django is a gothic horror movie mm-hmm. well, and when you go in with that kind of thing and you know the overdone-ness and you can laugh but I remember people were upset like how dare you spend money and go support that and I thought you know what it was one of those movies that I think honestly kind of opened up black folk to really start going especially when social media started coming through and we really started to to have those those conversations, where black people don't always have to agree. No. I'm telling you, there are people who are still. When I go to the barbecue, oh, this is Imagine For Django and
4: from the movie. But
2: mad. see, this is the
4: thing. Like you about, a sellout! I can't Let's believe. It I this is the thing about Django. I'll just say two things. One, I I I wasn't a big fan of that movie, but I think your friend had come in and I read the book and he was mm-hmm. talking about and i kind of missed this shot, but you go into the movie and you see that shot when in the mirror you see his oh, body right. but don't see his head, right. and, you know, right. and it's like, oh. Like it, he's not really there. He's not so. really right. there. You're like right. It kind of like just gave me a different appreciation for the movie. Right. Right. I didn't necessarily like it, but I still respect what he was doing as an artist. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. like taking it to another level. There's, there's subtleties in the film that we don't know, um, and that's that. Oh, and like I was, I think you missed this part, but I heard him say earlier that Hate for Eight was supposed to be like a Django story, and then he took him out.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, hey you already know my opinion i know terrible. i know i know not terrible terrible <laughs> how dare you it was a bring play. 70 millimeter it was a play oh you, you got, you got me getting excited to 7 and you shoot everything fucking indoors it was a play
1: <clears throat> anyway, anyway on that note thank y'all that was a fun episode that was a fun episode where you at lauren warren
3: you can find me on Twitter. Um. I'm tired of you. <laughs> Just so you know, I've, I've had enough. I've, I'm like, if she I had to have water, you. my cup She's throw it kill on you. you. When, as soon as you walk outside. <laughs> me and this plastic fork, Son, We're going to windmill in the parking lot. She, she don't key my car outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at I am Lauren P. And Nerds of Prey is uh, at Nerds of Preycast. And we are also at Nerds of Prey Podcast dot com. We are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Patreon, and we are on summer break until September.
1: Okay, yeah, we all that stuff too. Where you at, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a Unauthorized CBD on
2: Twitter and Instagram.
1: Lisa, Lisa Colt.
3: Jerry. I'm at
2: What Fresh Hell Is This?
3: <laughs> I love be. that name. That's
1: all you need to know, Dorothy Parker. Mm-hmm.
3: What Fresh Hell Is This?
1: And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter That's at enough. Hilliard Guest. <laughs> It don't work though. Thank you <laughs> You already said The whole deal <laughs> Follow us is the same shit uh, Screenwriters are, are Also on Twitter um, Any questions Screenwriters, screenwriters Rant room At gmail.com um, Please follow Our new Patreon Share that shit Everywhere uh, Screenwriters Rant room
4: Link is in The show notes Yes, of course. Link is in, in of course. The show notes
1: <clears throat> um, What else What else Oh follow us On Facebook You follow me On Instagram uh, shout out to your husband for sitting in with us again. Yay. Sorry, Robbie Rob.
2: We didn't we didn't scare you away, did we? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go running out through the hallways. No. I, I think we did okay.
1: And then we got my man, young baby writer, Jasani Drew, sitting with us. What's going down? I like it when you have baby riders
2: that come hang out. Like I'm always surprised when you have strange people in the room. <laughs> and I'm like, who is that person? <laughs> and do I have to be on my best behavior? Because I'm not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Y'all stupid So uh, Next time you come on In another two weeks We need to find What we are gonna say What do you mean We are gonna find There's always gonna be Something to say No no, no for, like your, for your, your oh, tag Oh my tagline Okay yeah. yes exactly.
2: And by then We can talk about Crazy Rich Asians Crazy Rich
1: should And have, have Black Klansmen We should have Your girl back on um, Who wrote the book Oh The uh, yeah. Nancy Nancy Yes yeah.
2: Hi, Nancy. Nancy. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'll bring... I'll ask two of my people. Uh, There's another wonderful... Hi, Laura. Another writer um, who does a lot of the stuff in pop culture who's amazing. And I think maybe we should do that because there's... I want to talk about another show, too, that I've been watching. But I have some quibbles. And I feel like I want to have my Asian peeps... Okay. To talk about it. And That's it's the time. Kim's Convenience. If you have watching yeah, Kim's Convenience. Yeah, I yes. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's some things I want to talk about because I love the show. There's just one little teensy thing in there that I, I feel like I need to have some people, because I have my say in <laughs> my opinion as you a black woman. <laughs> but I just want you to know what, you know, some you other right. women might think about it. That's okay. what's up. That's
1: so, what's up. Yes. I want we'll to so, have you so come in when Nancy and them come in. Okay. Nancy, I'm going to be hitting <laughs> you up soon. <laughs> exactly. So y'all know how we do it on a rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We Keep it opinionated. We keep it, what everybody what crazy rich agents. Why you gotta yell? Oh all my god, crazy rich Asians.
2: Oh. Well, I, no one told you to put the headphones on because you're trying to be cute. <laughs> That's what you get. You're trying to be looking all cute <laughs> over there. Like, I got I'm the only one that got headphones Peace on. Peace, y'all. I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rank room. Boom, boom, boom. You wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing and the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd is got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes they lose the bull of Kaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more no game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your are pinning words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want